So welcome. Um, I don't have to do a ton of intro because I basically did it with the children's sermon. And let me say, Amanda, heck of a first reading. Y'all recognize that was a heck of a first reading. All of creation, all of Genesis chapter 1 was involved. But I do want you to remember one thing. If you remember one thing from that enormous reading, every time God makes something, God says something. And what is that thing? That this thing is... Oh, I'm so proud of you guys. You guys have such reading retention skills. Unbelievable. So uh, that's going to come up again, so remember that. So as I said to the little ones, this is Trinity Sunday. As I said to the little ones, the first thing I ever heard in describing the Trinity was that terrible math equation of one plus one plus one equals one. And my daughter, even when she was little, was like, that's wrong. I was like, it is hard to worship bad math. It is real. I get it. I get it. So I struggled with that concept, with Trinity as a math equation, as sort of a, something to understand in a very technical source, how it connects, how it works. And that to me, maybe it's just me, seems like a mischaracterization, seems like the wrong thing to pay attention to. And I'll bring it up because I think the church struggles with the same misunderstanding. The idea that faith, Jesus, um, the identity of God, what it means to be a disciple is something we can figure out through uh, how we do it. It's It's a technical equation. If you do this and you do that and you do this, you will get this. If you go to worship, if you do these things, if we, you know what, better, What about the church? The church can fall into this trap, too, of equations. You know, if we have the right equation, the right ministry, that'll that'll work. Then people will love that thing, and the people will come to that thing. Or the church is like, you know, if we do this certain style or certain way or certain approach, if we find the right leadership, Pastor Lauren, good to have you. So glad you're here. But as Lauren will say, that's a misunderstanding. If the right things, if the right pieces are there, then, then it'll work. Then we understand it. And I just think that is a misunderstanding. I think that because my kids aren't here right now, so I'll let you guys know. I do this all the time as a parent. I try to organize, manage. The proper term is probably engineer. Engineer the right upbringing for my children. I'm especially experiencing this now in Cincinnati as people have biases about their high schools. And when I say like what school you went to, where I'm from, that means college. Here it means what? High school, right? People have biases. People have still grudges. And I have a child who's now uh, leaving her elementary school, entering into the next level of school. And people are like, what school are you going to go to? And they look, because they have an idea of what the good school is. So I'm concerned about that. Well, I don't know. What's, what school should she go to? There's uh, as many opinions as there are rear ends in the seats, just so you know. <laughs> Lots of opinions. So I'm dealing with that. I'm engineering. Well, what's I trust she's good at this. So how do we do this? Let's make sure our child does this. At the same time, my son is for the first time playing baseball, which... I'm from Florida. Baseball is played all the time. 
but I'm from a football town, so I can't really help him a ton except what I know, but I'm the youngest of three boys. So no one like taught me how to throw a ball, and I'm like, oh yeah, you gotta like learn how to do this. Okay, so Harvey goes to practice, and there I am, again, engineering. Like, oh, that's how you're supposed to do it. Oh, that's how you do this. That's how, he says, I love baseball. I'm gonna be so good at this. I love the confidence. But I wanna then help, right? So I'm, this is a confession time, folks. I'm that dad who's like, why is he spinning? Why is he playing in the dirt? If he wants to be good at baseball, should he put his elbow up when he swings? Should he do this? There's tons of that engineering going on of like, if he wants to succeed, then here's what he's got to do. He's eight. Why do I care? I'm not even into baseball. And what happens is, I find myself repeatedly, whether it's with my older daughter, education, whether it's my son, at baseball, or whatever, I keep running into this thing that I'm engineering, trying to organize, trying to do this right, trying to do the right thing, trying to, if I just do the exact right things, then maybe success, right? An equation, engineering, finding the problems, rooting them out. I watched a video because we've now learned that I'm a parent like this, a parenting video that talks about, this doctor is talking about their child, about children. He says, you know, kids need shepherds more than they need engineers. I was like, oh, that's convicting. As a parent and pastor at Good Shepherd Lutheran Church, what? And he goes on, he says, kids need shepherds more than they need engineers because an engineer is all about finding these problems. A, a parent think, that thinks they're an engineer thinks the successes and failures of their children rest on them, all on them, on how they did it. So I'm like, oh my gosh, that's me in baseball, right? That's me and my children deciding things. Engineering, all these things, trying to get those results that I want. And he says, that denies so many things. The preposterous notion that you're going to make this child be this certain way is preposterous. It ignores the fact that this is a whole, unique human being with hundreds of genetic traits passed on from a huge family tree that's created this individual, and they need shepherding. Because no matter how much you engineer it, you can't turn a sheep into a dog. And I was like, oh, that's good image too. This is all coming to me as I'm reflecting on this message on the triune God. And what it came to me is, brought back to church, it isn't an equation. The thing that we're baptized into, the identity of our God is not an equation for us to understand, for us to figure out, for a pastor to explain what it is, the Trinity is a relationship. There can only be a relationship when three things are involved, right? A relationship. And I thought of this shepherd analogy and was like, why do sheep follow the shepherd? Does anyone know? Well, Jesus says a, a sheep follows the shepherd because he knows something. What does he know? Their voice, right? Does a sheep follow a shepherd because the shepherd's wearing a name tag that says, I'm a shepherd, my name is Shepherd? No, it's not because they were declared shepherd. 
A sheep follows a shepherd after this relationship is created. That's why Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. They know my voice. They'll know where I go. I think about the church and all this organizing and plotting and engineering and think, what if we made our priority the same priority that happens in baptism, which is we baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You're marked forever, claimed, named. If you're baptized, you're baptized into the same identity, which is not an equation, but a relationship meant for love, care, looking out for the people around you, so much so the people around you don't see Christian, but they see you. They love you. They know who you are. They know your voice. They know what you stand for because what you stand for is them. What you stand for is like a shepherd, someone who's concerned more with bringing someone to green grass, to a good place to prosper, versus trying to organize them into success. Because that's not a relationship. It's trying to change some person into something else, right? Who here has struggled with that in a relationship? Right? We try to organize so many things that way. Maybe you fall into the same thing that I do. Maybe not parenting like I do, but maybe you're trying to engineer a, a, a job or a family member or a spouse or a loved one. You're trying to get them to be that thing that no longer is a challenge instead of, I'll bring this up, the doctor said, all this weight is relieved when you let that go, that you're the engineer. When you realize you're a shepherd and that you're there to help them prosper, relationship, if you're there all this is lifted up and you can just, and oh man, did this, this is like music to my ears. You can just enjoy the ride with this incredible person in front of you, a unique individual. That's what we have the opportunity to do as well. All are welcome to this table. Do we enjoy that reality? Are we going to be a church that recognizes the intrinsic value of all people, of all things, and honor that relationship mentality? What does it look like for us to be a community versus a congregation, an organization? What does it mean for us to be the community of good shepherds? I think it's powerful. I think we have a great capacity to love and care. And for that, I say, thanks be to God. Amen.